98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. I wish I was at Circa right now, Wolf. It is, uh, it's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. All of today's top sports stories in one place here with them is Aaron Maloney. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals opened their 2022-2023 season yesterday with a 44-21 blowout loss to the Chiefs. So what is the one thing from that game that is really sticking with you when it comes to yesterday? Defense. Defense because I was worried about the defense and I was hoping that I would see something yesterday that was like, even if it was a loss, it would be, okay, here's a sign that maybe you were worried about something you don't need to worry about and uh, I didn't get any of that. I was super disappointed in the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, Watching the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in that first half, move the ball down the field um, three for three on their first three possessions in terms of scoring a touchdown. The bedrock of those drives was the fact they were able to run the ball and could run the ball. And as soon as that happened, you knew right there and then that their entire playbook had opened up onto them. And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with an entire playbook at their disposal, you're never going to win that game. After what you saw yesterday, do you wish the Cardinals would have done anything different when it came to the preseason and playing their players? <laughs> I wish they would have played Isaiah Simmons. I wish they would have played their defense collectively a little bit. I don't. I mean, I, I think, I think we would have seen more of a benefit from the offense as a group. But I think Isaiah Simmons, in particular, on the defensive side of the ball, they asked him to do a lot. They asked him to do some of the stuff for the very first time against a very motivated Patrick Mahomes and a very loaded Chiefs offense, and I just think that's too much. I am uh, I'm an old school guy. I make no apologies for it, um, even though there's a lot of teams that do not play their starters. Um, they've moved to that not playing their starters in the preseason. Um, I would not be one of those teams. I, I would want my guys to get out there every game and take four or five reps if, in fact, um, they're starting I'd want them to get out there and get a little juice, play football. Football players play football. And that really is the only way you can get better, I think, is playing football. Even if somebody is as talented as a Kyler Murray, I want four reps. Hey, listen, I'll call the plays. I'll go ahead. I, I He can hand the ball off all four times. But I want my guys going out and playing in the preseason. And I'm wondering if, in fact, we'll see a change next year. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com. And it asks, after Sunday's loss... How many games do you think the Cardinals will win in 2022? So your choices are 10 or more, 8 or 9, 5 or 7, or few or fewer. 8 or 9. You're still at 8 or 9, huh? 8 or 9. I mean, that's where I was coming into this, and I thought one of the losses would be to the Chiefs, so I guess I have to stick with that. But I understand if people are lowering their win total after what they saw yesterday because that just did not pass the eye test at all. So 66% of our audience says four or fewer. 
twenty-one percent say five or five to seven. Seven percent say eight to nine. Six percent say ten or more. So I just kind of wonder how many people actually thought the Cardinals were going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Week One. Sixty-six percent. Suddenly, it's like, okay, it's over for them. They lost to the Chiefs. Um, The way they lost to the Chiefs, you could build an argument. I could hear that, but I thought going in, it was going to be a tall order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they were playing at home. It's not like they have a huge home field advantage. If any of these guys get healthy, they they better not be like a 3-14 and team. That's really high. There's no way. Let's take a look around the NFC West. We all saw the Rams get beat by the Bills on Thursday Night Football, but then we saw the 49ers lose 19-10 to the Bears yesterday. Tonight, we'll see if the NFC West will go 0-4 in Week 1 when the Seahawks take on the Broncos. Now, there is no way Russ loses in Seattle. Is there? I mean, what... What are you expecting from tonight? Because when you looked at the games yesterday, I didn't expect the Lions to almost beat the Eagles. It looked like it was a pretty mm-hmm. wide margin until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't expect the Giants to win. Yeah, me either. That's There's a lot of games you could look at. The Saints and Falcons. It was a classic. How about Marcus? Yes, it was a classic week one now. Classic and Texans week too. one. What are you expecting tonight from Russ, though? Yeah, you know what? I think this is going to be a game. I think it's going to be a game. I think the Denver Broncos win this game because of Russell Wilson. But this, I do believe, if in fact uh, the rest of the NFL um, follows, uh, or the Seattle Seahawks, I should say, follows the rest of the NFL. Yeah, I honestly think this could be an interesting game. We'll see. Yeah, it was a screwy week one, and that gets lost in the shuffle here because everybody's focused on the Cardinals, obviously. But I came into this weekend thinking what you're thinking, like Denver wins for sure. Russ isn't going back to Seattle and losing. Uh, I'm kind of thinking this is going to be a weird game now because it's just been a weird week in general and it's in Seattle and this, I mean, they could you not see the stupid scenario where the Seahawks win and they're in first place tomorrow and they never are again, but they're in first place tomorrow and they're just celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let Russ cook. Gonna end it here, guys. Arizona Diamondbacks right-handed pitcher Zach Gallen snapped the franchise record of 42 consecutive scoreless innings held by Brandon Webb in 2007 in a 12-6 victory on Sunday. Your reaction? How impressive has Zach Gallen been this year? It's unbelievable, and the fact that he was able to—I mean, he only had to do an inning at Coors Field. He did a little bit longer than that. But imagine but, the pressure. Yeah, to start over again. Yeah, you're starting the game. Anything like you just might not have it to start the game. To have to do it in Coors Field—that was. That was impressive yesterday. I mean, I was following along at the start as we were waiting for the Cardinals game, and then the Cardinals game started, and he gave up a hit. And I was like, all right, there goes my Sunday. I think, honestly, the the last two starts in particular, it had to be on his brain, front and center. I'm so impressed with Zach Gallen, so impressed with his mentality and his makeup and his competitiveness, because that has to be almost a drag at that point in time. Because, yeah, here you are, you're thinking about everything you shouldn't be thinking about as you're trying to go out and beat another team playing Major League Baseball. 
right? You're thinking about this record that is looming right there and how much you'd probably like to get that record. That'd be kind of cool right there. Why are you thinking about that when you should be facing this hitter? It's It shows great mental durability, great mental toughness coming from Zach Gallen, and that's... That speaks to the soul. Still pitched well, too. I mean, it's, the streak ended, but he still pitched well, and they ended up winning. All right, that was uh, Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron, as always. When we come back, okay, the Cardinals are 0-1. It feels like more than 0-1, but it is just 0-1. So what needs to be fixed immediately going forward? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, welcome back to the show. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us next hour, as he does for our exclusive weekly interview with the Cardinals head coach, Darren Urban, joining us here shortly. And uh, we'll, of course, have some Big Red crosstalk in the final hour of the show as well to get the uh, reaction of, of Dave Burns uh, from <laughs> what happened yesterday. I was I was sitting next to... Uh, to Burnsy during the game, Wolf, the press box just got real quiet in the second half. There just there wasn't a lot of people talking, and it was packed. It's the NFL. It's week one. Yeah. It was it was the premier, I would say, premier quarterback matchup of the week. It didn't play out that way, but but that's the way it looked on paper. You had Tony Romo. I know you're a big media guy, and you told us last week who was calling the game because you're such a big media guy. But there was a lot of people there. And yet there was just there was nothing. There's no no uh, no sound in the uh, the second half of that game. So now as you as you spin it forward just a little bit, and you look ahead to the Raiders next week, not specific to the Raiders, but specific to anything individual we saw from the Cardinals yesterday. What specifically has to be fixed yeah. like now? Man, that is okay. You know what? I wrote some things down. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> things down and maybe seven. Um, When you think of the Raiders, um, I think of the defense and I know their offense is really, really good, but I think of Max Crosby, of course, and then I think of Chandler Jones. Great. (laughs) All right, and I think of pass protection, how important pass protection is going to be for Kyler Murray, first and foremost going in, and of course, yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals offensive line and offense overall because it takes an offense to actually protect a quarterback, including the quarterback himself, but gave up three sacks, and Kyler Murray looked to be under duress, and it looked to be that way from the very get-go, and that bothered me. Yeah, and and the thing is, (laughs) Vegas is a bit of an unknown because they didn't have Chandler Jones obviously last year they didn't have Devontae Adams they are they they every team has new pieces Vegas has some specifically high profile new pieces so you can't just look at last year's stats and say okay well how did their pass rush stack up to the Chiefs last year because Vegas is is improved Vegas Vegas's um <laughs> 
This is this That's is great. not the best time to be facing a team that has Chandler Jones and Max Crosby if you have offensive line concerns, and I think we all do after yesterday. Yeah, so the pass protection, once again, is going to be critical for the Arizona Cardinals if, in fact, their offense is going to get going, but it all starts with the run blocking as well. This was something that was a huge disappointment to me. I wanted to see the Arizona Cardinals come out against a Kansas City Chiefs defensive front seven that struggled last year to stop the run. I wanted to see the Cardinals come out and try to bash the face in of the Kansas City Chiefs running the ball. It was one of the reasons why getting down 14 points immediately wasn't great, wasn't conducive to the game plan I was hoping to see from the Arizona Cardinals because even though it was in the first quarter, I you still start thinking, man, we got to catch up or we're going to get boat raced here. A lot of times you'll come out of your game plan once you get down 14 points in the first quarter. So I was concerned about that. The run blocking is going to be very, very important. If you want to protect Kyler Murray, if you want to help protect Kyler Murray, you got to be able to run the ball. Yeah, and you're going to have to stick to that. You know, the Raiders put up 19 points yesterday on the Chargers. That was a surprisingly lower scoring game. I think a lot of people looked at at, at that game and the Cardinals game as the two that were going to be like the highest scoring. In fact, I think according to Vegas, they had the highest over-unders. The Cardinals Chiefs obviously hit it. Vegas and, uh, and the Chargers did not. Um, they're going to be a desperate team, Wolf. You think the Cardinals are going to be desperate? The, the Raiders have, after Arizona, and remember, they're in a division now that's loaded in the AFC West. They have Tennessee, Denver, and Kansas City before their bye week. So the Raiders, a playoff team a year ago that went out and went all in on this season with Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, you're probably going to see their best effort. So these things, and you said you have seven of them, may all be necessary just to get the Cardinals back to giving their best effort. Yeah, no, you know, once again, um, the Cardinals, every time they handed the ball off to a running back, I don't count Kyler Murray and his quarterback draws. I don't count uh, Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley! I don't, I, don't, I don't count that in their contribution to running the ball because, again, that really shouldn't be your rushing attack, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to see Kyler pull the ball down and convert with his legs when there's a broken play. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, every now and then is zone read where he actually shows the defense. I Oh, I will keep it. Not only will I keep it, but I'll keep it in critical positions. Maybe a third and two. Oh, I'll keep it, and I'll get us that two yards for for a first down and moving the chains, or maybe it's it's third and goal and you're at the one, and oh yeah, I'll keep it. You better believe it. Maybe critical situations right there. I'd like to see them, but they handed the ball off 14 times for 54 yards. A 3.8 yards per carry with James Conner, of course, and Eno Benjamin. And Eno ran so hard. Even James Conner ran the ball hard when he was given the opportunity. There just wasn't a lot there. That's number two. Number three is rush defense. I mean, you've got to get this better. You've got to get it fixed because here comes Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, he's in terms of just a bruising back, better than anybody the Chiefs have. You know, just yes. in terms of like who's a raw, just okay, who's a better running back? We were talking off air. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, 
fits what the Chiefs do almost perfectly. But in terms of just here comes a running back, if you don't have your run defense in order, you're going to pay. Josh Jacobs is, is one of those guys. Yeah, so we got pass protection. We've got run blocking. We've got rush defense. Oh, my goodness, rush defense. The Kansas City Chiefs handed the ball off to a running back. I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about handing it off to a running back 23 times for 126 yards. The Kansas City Chiefs averaged 5.4 yards per carry. And a lot of that came in the fourth quarter when everyone knew the Kansas City Chiefs were going to run the ball and they lined up in 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, 22 personnel, two backs, two tight ends, and ran the ball in between the tackles and gained yards and moved the chains. They got to fix that rush defense going up to play Vegas. This is not making me feel better right now. I got to be honest. Well, hang on. Um, They also have to generate a pass (laughs) rush. Okay? So pass protection, run blocking, rush defense, and then a pass rush. They had zero sacks in this game, and um, although Patrick Mahomes got hit from time to time, the Cardinals, for the most part, had to bring some complex pressure and blitz packages to get home. That's not really that big of a surprise. The fact that there was no sacks whatsoever in this game for the Cardinals, that was a surprise it, to me. It felt like Dennis Gardeck was the only guy that even got close. I think actually Zach Allen. Yeah, Zach Allen and Marcus Golden each had two QB hits. QB hits don't really add up, though, when you're down 44-21. Let's see. Coverage is number five. I believe. Coverage is number five, and boy, does that need to get better. Patrick Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 144.2. Now, getting some people healthy, that could help, but coverage is number five in that red zone defense. The Kansas City Chiefs were six for six in the red zone. They got into the red zone. It was going to be a touchdown. Now, the Cardinals offensively, they were 3-3 themselves. But two of those touchdowns came pretty much in garbage time. What was that QB rating for Mahomes again? 144.2. Do you think that's what Dan Orlovsky thinks Matthew Stafford's QB rating always is? (laughs) He's like, oh, another 144.2 for Matthew Stafford. (laughs) All right, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What was Darren Urban's biggest takeaway? from that loss yesterday to Kansas City. He's going to join us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Derb. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, welcome back to the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is the Wolf and Luke Show as we try to make sense out of what we just saw yesterday from the Cardinals against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Darren Urban, the senior writer for azcardinals.com, joins us right now. So, Darren, I'm going to call you Darren. Wolf's probably going to call you Derb the entire time, but I'm going to call you Darren. Whatever, whatever works. Whatever works. Um, you just, <laughs> we're going to start big picture. Your biggest uh, concern coming out of that game yesterday. Well, I mean, to me, the, the, the biggest concern is is what a lot of people were saying, which was you're hoping to get off to a much better start. I mean, I look, I don't know if they were going to beat the Chiefs. I still think the Chiefs are the class of the AFC. And so I don't think losing to them is any great shame. But 
to, to play like that was was disappointing and and I suppose I, I do think the offense can find a way to get better. I do think they will do that defensively. Uh, you know, we're going to have to kind of see where this goes because I think offensively you have some things where okay, this guy hasn't played in this offense long enough. Whether it's Hollywood or whatever, eventually you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins back. You know, who who is going to be walking through that door defensively? Other than JJ Watt, hopefully at some point, but. J.J. Watt's not going to necessarily cover receivers either. So, I mean, I, I, that's kind of where I would be most concerned coming out of this. Derb, go ahead and look at those two young inside guys, those linebackers for me, Zayvon Collins, of course, and Isaiah Simmons. Evaluate what you saw. Tell me what you saw on the field. And are they going to get better? Well, I mean, quite frankly, Wolf, I, I would defer to you on some of that, uh, having played the game. I, for me, um, I thought there was a couple times where I, I liked what Zayvon Collins did. Um, had a, a tackle for loss or two, and, and I did notice him. There was a couple other times where you know maybe he should have been in a better spot. I felt like I, Isaiah Simmons looked like he struggled more than everybody I think would hope. Um, Travis Kelsey is a tough guy to cover, mm-hmm. um, but there was definitely a couple plays. There was one that they showed on the replay where uh, was uh, in the middle of the field where he just completely shook Isaiah, and and that's you're you're hoping three years in that Simmons would be better at that at this point. And you know, I mean, look, you're talking about two first round draft picks. You have to have those guys play well, and uh, you know this isn't. This isn't a personal thing in terms of, of where they are. This is about if you're going to invest in guys like that, your team is counting on mm-hmm. them to be good. And if they're not, you're going to have problems. It just seemed like there was a lot of communication issues. Not a lot. I don't want to say that. That's a gross exaggeration right there. It seemed like there was some communication issues from time to time in the secondary. And not only that, too, it seemed like getting lined up. So that, to me, once again, I, I that is a concern a little bit because if you can't get lined up, if you're not in the right gap, if there is any type of communication error, you have no chance. You have no chance of getting it right. Zaven, I, I, I thought Zaven got better as the game went along, yeah. and uh, that was encouraging to me. Talking to Darren Urban, uh, Darren, it feels like it felt like three losses yesterday. It, it's ultimately only one. Now the problem is when we saw the Cardinals start to lose last year, it's just kind of snowballed and they never got back on track. It's a tough stretch of games here to start the season, and everybody knew that. There's no surprises. You've got the Raiders, who are going to be desperate on this uh, upcoming Sunday, and then you've got the Rams, of all teams. What, in your mind, is the biggest key to making sure this doesn't snowball and and lead to an 0-3 start? Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Raiders are going to be desperate, because if the Cardinals aren't desperate now, yeah. when are they ever going to be? Um, you know, again, I, I think... Playing the Raiders this week, but first of all, this team showed that it was better on the road last year, which may help some things. I don't know how good the Raiders really are. I mean, a lot of people wanted to talk about the pass rush they were going to get out of Crosby and Chandler Jones, and they didn't really have much of a pass rush yesterday, all things considered. Now, again, uh, Justin Herbert is is a is a great quarterback, but um, I, I think the offense can get healthy, and you know whether you can defensively do some things against uh, Derek Carr will be interesting to watch. I mean, I think Devontae Adams is better than any receiver that they saw, the Cardinals saw yesterday, but 
I don't think Derek Carr is in the same class as Patrick Mahomes. So I, I think things can change very quickly. You know, I, there's just so many instances of uh, results in the first week or two of the season that, that just don't hold water. I mean, even last year, the Titans get their doors blown off by the Cardinals in week one, and they end up winning the division and making the playoffs. And, and obviously, the Cardinals weren't playing the way they were at the end of the season that they open the season. So things can change. I, I'm, you know, one game is just one game, but you know, this is what we do in the NFL. There's only one game to talk about a week and you're going to spend a week talking about it. So if it goes the way it went on Sunday, this is how the conversation is going to go. So talk to me a little bit about Kyler Murray Derb and what you saw from him and what you liked, because I didn't think Kyler Murray played horribly by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, I, I, I liked, I liked a lot of things from Kyler yesterday. Did he, did he make a couple mistakes where, okay, I, I know there were some people on uh, social media talking about that early sack on third and one that he should have seen the blitzer. I, I don't know that, but maybe that is something he should have seen. Um, you know, the, the Dorch play on fourth and two, which I thought was a great call and I thought it was going to work and I have no problem uh, not going for the field goal there. Maybe maybe he tries to throw that out to Dorch anyways and, and, and see if it, if it I can actually, work. I actually thought it was an incredible reaction by Kyler Murray to, to not, notice that he was falling and, down. And, and maybe and maybe you do, but but I also think by the way that play, you, you got to throw, on fourth down, you got to throw it somewhere where something can happen. Either you get a pass interference or it's a 50-50 ball. I think he ended up just kind of throwing it away. I, you know, But otherwise, I, I feel like Kyler played a fairly solid game. I think he was under pressure a couple times. I think he got out of it, but I also felt like and maybe this is just me, and you're going to know this better as a, as a football guy, Wolf. I felt like he held in the pocket better than he yeah. had in the past, and I like that possible progression there in terms of what it could mean. Yeah, there was a couple of decisions that I thought he could have stayed in the pocket and just moved out, but once again, um, it's so difficult once you get conditioned, and I think of Chris Jones, how early that pass rush got in the face of Kyler Murray immediately right through Rodney Hudson and Sean Harlow at left guard, and that pretty much seemed to set the tone right there. I thought he was under duress. Yeah, he was and this is a different start. I mean, even even Cliff and Kyler's first year, they had that tie to Detroit, but I mean, yeah. they, they haven't lost to start a season. Kyler basically said after the game, maybe this is a wake-up call they needed. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's essentially what he said. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, I understand that's a quarterback trying to make the best of a situation and to try and, and get some motivation out of it, but maybe there's some truth to it as well. I mean, I, I don't know what else he says at this point, so I, I like what he said. I like how he handled himself in the postgame. I like the fact that he said, look, you know, he he wasn't. He somebody asked him about the guys that were missing, the the offensive line issues, the wide yeah. receiver issues, and he's like, I. Not only did he say we, it doesn't matter, but then he went and said, I like the guys I'm playing with. Yeah, that's not the problem. I like how he handled that. That's part not of it. how he would answer it a year ago, is it? I, I I don't know for a fact, but I feel it feels different, yeah. a little different to him. I like the fact that he says I don't want you know I don't want to talk. You know, Cliff Kingsbury brought up about the practice stuff, and and Kyler basically said, Look, we got to play better on Sundays, and I don't want to necessarily talk about the rest of the week when we come out and, pl- and execute or not execute like we did, and, and that's what it's about. I, I like that part of it, and if he wants to say, yes, this is maybe a good thing for him, I mean, again, 
they're handed this loss. Yeah. So let's get out of it what we can. And if it means a, a, a slap to the collective face that we we better figure this out quickly, then that's that's better than, as he said, just sit and sulk about it. Do you think that Steve Kime might actually bring a corner in? Do you think that's still a possibility? Is it on the table? I, I do. This is, again, I'm I'm speculating sure. here, Wolf, yes. but I, I, I do think I there's a very, uh, a very real chance that they could bring in a, a veteran cornerback at this point. I mean, we, we've you know, I've talked about it on my platforms before. You know, after that first week, you can bring in a veteran, and if you're not 100% sure that veteran is the answer, if you bring him in now and he's not the answer, you're not locked into his salary the whole year. And, and, and That's a big difference. When you're talking about guys on the street right now who you're not sure if they can still play or not, or they're better than what you already have, it does... From from a team standpoint, makes some sense to like give you the option of not necessarily keeping them the all season long when they're just not any good. So I, I think it gives them a lot more leeway right now. Did it cost them that first game? I'm not 100 percent sure if you had yeah. a veteran receive a veteran cornerback that <laughs> right. first game. It really would have made right. much difference. Uh, Darren Urban joining us, Darren. Thank you for the time as always, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That's, Thanks, uh, that's Darren Urban right there. Text fan the six twenty six twenty for your chance to become the Redbird Farms Chicken fan of the game. One lucky winner will win two tickets to an upcoming Arizona Cardinals home game and be featured on the Jumbotron. So that's fan to 620-620 when we come back, specifically the defense. How disappointed were you in the Cardinals defense against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Well, there's a lot to dive into with the defense in yesterday's 44-21 loss to Kansas City. And, uh, Wolf, we keep saying this is a caveat. There's no shame in losing to the Chiefs. Every guest we've had on uh, has, has said that. We're going to have Cliff Kingsbury on next hour. Or, I don't know that he's going to say that. I think he's probably more focused on other stuff. But there is no shame in losing to Kansas City in Week 1. Um, it's how they lost. And to me, the most concerning part... I'm not as concerned about the offense because I think the offense will get it together at some point. I'm disappointed in the offense. I'm concerned that the defense looked like all of our worst fears of of what the mm. defense might be. And that's exactly what we saw yesterday for all four quarters. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. It is. Uh, defensively, that's going to be something that I think will be a story all year long. Now, do I think they can get better? Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But how much better? That is the question that I will ask. It's still the onus is on the offense of this team. I, I, I can't get over this, Luke. I've been talking about it over and over and over again. I understand that. I don't want to be redundant. Yet at the same time, it's the truth. The resources of this organization have really been spent on the offensive side of the ball for the most part. The offense has got to be the strength of this team going forward, starting with Kyler Murray. It's got to be the strength of this team. The onus is on the offense to go out and win games, go out and score points. The defense is going to have to develop. Now, this is something the Kansas City Chiefs, of all teams, this is something the Kansas City Chiefs have done for years now. 
their offense has been the strength of that team, and they've spent a lot of their resources on the offensive side of the ball. And the defense is just average, or has been just average for the most part. Last year, they were worse than average. They weren't good at all, as a matter of fact. They gave up a ton of yards last year. So this is a model that has actually worked in the National Football League, and I think to some degree the Cardinals are trying to emulate it. Well, yeah, and and if that's going to be the case, then you need your offense to cover for your defense. If your defense really isn't going to be that great, um, I guess just if you were looking for any anything yesterday that would indicate, okay, maybe the defense is a little bit better. Maybe they do have a pass rush. Maybe one of these young guys is going to emerge as somebody that's going to be a threat to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. Maybe the secondary isn't as thin as it looks on paper. Yesterday did nothing to dispel any of those fears. Uh, This is Marcus Golden after the game. They asked if the Chiefs offense just simply overwhelmed the Cardinals. I wouldn't say overwhelming. It's football. We watched it on film. Uh, we, we was prepared for it, but they just came out and made plays. Man, I wouldn't say overwhelming. They were just able to go out there, call some good plays, and they got a hell of a quarterback back there, some fast players on the field, and they made plays. Man, you just got to give them guys credit. Also talked about what he was most disappointed in defensively. The mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes together as a team, man. That could have helped us out a lot, man. Especially uh, just just little simple mistakes, man. Stuff we work on during the week. So you don't never want to make simple mistakes. But the good thing about it is this week one, you come out, come to work tomorrow, and get right back to it. Well, if the, you, this is how you know it's bad. Even listening to Marcus Golden isn't making me feel that much better. Yeah, like a little right. bit. A little bit. I do feel a little bit better, but not not better enough. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Um, it was good to see him out there right there. But what he just said, don't let that just fly over your head because it did seem like there were some breakdowns um, in coverage. There were some mental errors uh, that were out of the field. They happen all the time. Dropped they interceptions, do. too. Uh, yes, they happen all the time. Um, um, but it, it seemed like getting lined up was a problem. It seemed like there were some communication, guys looking at each other in the secondary as well. And, you know, once again, um, that just seemed a little weird to me. But it's it goes to your point in regard to getting on the field, even in preseason, going out there and going through the process of, community, uh, of communicating even the most – Profound and foundational of of calls, and yeah. you know, honestly, just get a couple reps for just Isaiah Simmons. Not going through it, I think, is something that they'll reevaluate next year. I, I understand. I understand the logic of not wanting to risk your players and and you know going into the season hurt because we're also seeing that the Cardinals are going into the season they have to be more banged up than any other team this year, and and they didn't play their guys in the preseason like last year it was Baltimore. Remember Baltimore would lose a running back every oh, two yeah. days somehow. This year, for whatever reason, it's the Cardinals. I understand you don't necessarily want to play your guys and put them at risk in the preseason. I understand a lot of the players don't want to play in the preseason. I'm not saying you have to play Kyler Murray, but Isaiah Simmons, and and I was saying this last week, Isaiah Simmons is one, if you're going to put everything on him and then ask him to start against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for a good chunk of the game... Again, would it have made a difference? Would they have won yesterday? No, probably not. But I think we would feel better about Isaiah Simmons. Not that I feel like I mean, I'm still all in, but that's a rough start to the season. They went after him to start the game. This is Simmons afterwards talking about his first ever time playing against Patrick Mahomes. He went out there and he was Patrick Mahomes. I mean, not really a lot I can say about it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely legit. 
I didn't like the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs were running the ball and running it as effectively. It's a very underrated part of their offense. But I didn't like the fact they were running the ball as effectively as they were. And I'm talking about every time they handed that ball off 23 times to a running back, they averaged four or 5.4 yards per carry at 126 yards overall. Their pass rush, um, you know, it just, they really struggled. They struggled on the defensive side of the ball. They struggled to generate pressure. They struggled to stop the run. They struggled in coverage. Patrick Mahomes, of course, 360 yards, a quarterback rating of 144.2. And, oh, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs were 6-for-6 six six in the red zone. That's great. Do you know how, how difficult that is to get six opportunities inside the other team's 20-yard line and score touchdowns on all six of those possessions? You don't see that very often. Is it as difficult as getting 33 first downs in one game? That's not big plays picking you apart. That's just They had 11 after the first quarter. <laughs> 11 first downs never, after the first quarter. Never, man. never a great I don't, sign. I don't know if I've ever seen that, honestly. that That's, to me, the sign, if you're looking for a statistical sign of a demoralizing loss, it's yes. that. Because that's not just, hey, Tyreek Hill got loose and you can't catch him. That is the Chiefs without Tyreek kill just picking you apart we need 10 yards okay we'll get 12 all right now we'll get 12 more and we'll just go right up and down the field and wolf the reason i keep coming back to the defense is because when you hear comments like the one kyler murray made where you know he essentially said okay maybe we needed this maybe this is i don't know why we were feeling so good about ourselves having not played a game maybe we need this again i i buy it on the offense I'm not saying this defense can't get better. I, they will get better because there's so many young sure. players. I just, with the defense, I have that fear in the back of my mind of, okay, how much better can they get, though? Like, do they have the personnel? I feel like the offense really does have the pieces when they're healthy. I don't know if the defense has yeah. it. Because I mean, there's so many there's so many unknowns, and they're so thin at corner. Again, they had See, two corners play right. basically the whole game yesterday. I know. You know what? I But when I think of the defense, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong on this, but when I think of the defense, you know what I've been focusing on. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. <laughs> Those two guys, once again, first-round picks that have all this incredible athletic ability at their disposal. If they'll just mentally, boom, 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 if things start locking, in. How much better can they get going forward? A lot is the answer. The question is this. Will they? It's yeah. that simple. And you do have to remember, you know, growing pains that Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins have against, you know, whoever, Carolina in week four. Maybe Carolina's a bad example because the Cardinals have a hard time against them. But against Geno Smith or Drew Locke, let's say, in week six, they don't get exposed to the tune of 33 first downs and six for six in the red zone and, and 44 points like the Chiefs are going to do. The Chiefs will expose any weakness, and they obviously did that yesterday, and that's why we are talking in these tones of voices here today. So, Wolf, the best thing we can do is make Dave Burns come on and join us, and he'll have oh, to yeah. talk about it, too. So David Charles. What did Dave think of the Cardinals' loss to the Chiefs? I have a pretty good idea, having sat uh, next to him at the game yesterday. But we're going to ask him next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.